Today we have a case of Jelani Day. I don't know. He was born June 15, 1996. He was a graduate student going to Illinois State University in, I believe it's called Normal, Illinois. Could be wrong. Um, with the goal of becoming a doctor. Nice. So. So, I'm gonna do it in a timeline. Kind of give you a breakdown of everything as well as some other information to go with it. Uh, we're starting off on Tuesday at 7.20 a.m. August 24th, 2021. Jelani was spotted on security cameras at the Illinois State University Bone Student Center in Normal, Illinois. What a name. I know. I may be saying that one wrong, too. Anyways. <laughs> is it bone or is it boone? It's spelled B-O-N-E. Okay, so it is bone. <laughs> he was wearing a blue button-collar dress shirt black pants and dress shoes with a blue face covering. And then at 9.12 a.m. Um, August 24th, 2021, he was spotted on camera at Beyond Slash Hello in Bloomington, Illinois. It's a cannabis, cannabis dispensary. Um, he was wearing, at that time, a blue Detroit Lions hat with white and silver shorts, black shoes with white soles, a black t-shirt with Jimi Hendrix band on it. So was his attire totally changed from from early in the day? Earlier in the day he was going to classes. Okay. And then this is just after class. Okay. You know. And so um, his white Chrysler 300 was also parked outside in the parking lot. Detroit Chrysler, you know. (laughs) And then flash forward to Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. Jelani was reported missing by his professor when he didn't show up for class and he didn't answer any telephone calls. So do professors normally do that? Like, I feel like if you're a consistent student and like, you know, you come every single day, mm-hmm. you communicate with a professor that you not showing up or communicating is going to seem a little out of the usual. Yeah, normally, you know, like when people go missing, you'll hear, you know, they were contacting them the families you know but like he must be a really good student that you know he had the uh, repertoire with the teacher that you know they they're reaching out be like hey I want her from this kid I mean keep in mind this teacher probably saw him at least 24 hours ago mm-hmm. and then so what happened in those 24 hours that that teacher was like hey I need to report this kid missing I don't have a whole lot of information on those, and neither do, does anybody else on what happened from the time he left class, the dispensary, and then when he was reported missing. Okay, so... Okay, so Tuesday, 7.20 a.m., August 24th, 2021, Jelani was spotted on security cameras at the Illinois State University, the Bone Student Center, which Illinois State University is located in Normal, Illinois. Okay. He was wearing a blue button-up collared dress shirt, black pants, dress shoes, and a blue face covering. Okay. At 9.12 a.m., same day, August 24th, 2021, he was spotted on camera at Beyond Slash Hello in Bloomington. It was a cannabis dispensary. So Bloomington in normal 
are very close to each other, so mm-hmm. it's not far of a drive. Uh, do you know how much drive would it be? <sighs> Max, probably 10 minutes to get from campus oh, to there. So, so it's basically like, you know, since we live in Nebraska, you know, like from Lincoln to Waverly, Yeah. just like, you know, it's like a suburb area. Yeah. Makes sense. And when he was seen at the dispensary, he was wearing a blue Detroit Lions hat with a white and silver shorts, black shoes with white soles. How much time has passed between the class and this? Well, he was caught on security cameras at 7.20 a.m. Okay. At the university, and so this is 9.12 a.m. So he had black shoes with white soles, a black t-shirt with Jimi Hendrix band on it. and Good choice in music. Yes. <laughs> and he had a his white Chrysler 300 was parked outside. And then we jump to August 25th, 2021, which is a Wednesday. Jelani was reported missing by a professor when he didn't show up to class and he did not reach out or answer his call. So he was missing just for a day when he got reported? We don't know if he was reported more to campus security or it just says that he was reported missing on that day. Okay. Move forward about two days, um, Thursday, 4.20 p.m. on August 26, 2021. Jelani's car was found concealed in a wooded area by Peru police. Peru is about an hour north of Bloomington normal area. Okay. His license plate was removed when the car was found. They did a canine search, aerial drone search, but nothing was discovered. And then Friday, August 27th, 2021, Peru police say Jelani has been missing for several days in an unexplained suspicious circumstances. Did they elaborate on what they thought happened to him? No. During the initial search? No. Okay. We're going to jump forward a little bit further to Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Day's wallet was found on the street in LaSalle. Do we know where, how far LaSalle is from where, her car, where his car was found? Um, they're all about an hour. So, okay. But his wallet was found with another ISU student's belonging. They're lanyard. I don't know what lanyard is. You know the thing that you wear around your neck? Oh, yeah, like yeah. like the passive credential yeah. thing. Okay. That is all that I was able to find on that other student. There's no other information that's given out about them, probably for privacy purposes. Probably because the case is still, still active. It's still an active investigation, so, you know. And that student's still alive. There's nothing that's been reported about the student being missing or anything. But probably he... He probably would be the first suspect, wouldn't he be? Not necessarily. I mean, if you've never ran in circles together. Like, my question is, do do we know any credit cards that were missing from him, his wallet? Was he known from his family to carry cash, you know? Was the cash missing by any chance? There was nothing in any article that talked about anything missing from his wallet or anything like that. So it was intact with debit cards, his ID, and this another person's ID. Correct. They were found near each other. They weren't found like they were found in the same general vicinity. Okay. 
so september fourth, twenty twenty one, an unidentified body was found in Peru along the south banks of the Illinois River. East of Illinois Bridge 251, this is approximately one mile from where his car was found. On Monday, September 6, 2021, state police collected DNA from Jelani's family. Jump forward to Thursday, September 23, 2021, authorities announced the body found in Peru was Jelani Day. He was identified using forensic dental ID and DNA testing. Bloomington is the only law enforcement to hold a press conference about this. Peru police, though, around that same day, posted a surveillance video on Facebook that showed a black man approaching a residence. They stated it was related to an ongoing investigation. The post, however, did not say whether the video was related to Day's case. On Monday the 27th, the LaSalle Sheriff's Office identified itself as the media point of contact in the case. 27th August or September? September. Okay. They stated, Collaborative Multi-Jurisdictional Unit is investigating. This includes the Sheriff's Office, the Illinois State Police, Peru State, Peru Police, LaSalle Police, and Bloomington Police, as well as FBI's Behavioral Analyst Unit, that's in the Chicago division, as and the Illinois Attorney General's office. So my question is, why is FBI involved? Like, is it because he was a missing person first? So one thing that you have to think of is that a lot of these places out in well, anywhere in the Midwest, they don't have the same resources mm-hmm. as big cities like, yeah, you know. Yeah, small town means less revenue, you know, less to police. So they, they will use the FBI's resources to be able to process certain things. Okay. So then on Wednesday, September 29th, Peru police say that the person in the Facebook surveillance video is no longer a person of interest or not a suspect. That's, but did they rule out if it's Jelani or if it's not Jelani? Did they rule There's Jelani? no information on what exactly this surveillance video holds. Just it was a black man walking up to a residence. That's it. Didn't say if it was related to the case or if it was a person of interest. But it's mentioned because, you know, everything that was going on. If they just said, you know, like it, it is related to a different investigation, at least we can rule the video out. So, the same day, the town of Normal, Illinois, removes a painting of Jelani. This was placed in a makeshift display site near a mural in the uptown area. Mm -hmm. Uh, They stated that the town was working with Illinois State University to explore options of sharing it on campus. On Monday, October 4th, 2021, local demonstrators marched on Normal City Hall raising concerns about the removal of the tribute to Jelani. On Thursday, October 7th, 2021, the Illinois State University community celebrated with Jelani's family his life at the Redbird Arena in Normal. Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, LaSalle County Sheriff issued a rare public statement about the status of the investigation. Investigators are reviewing hundreds of hours of security videos and went ahead 
and had another search of the Illinois River that was not successful. Mm-hmm. On October 15th, 2021, that's a Friday, the LaSalle County Coroner released a toxicology report for Jelani that reported he had marijuana, caffeine, and nicotine, all legal substances in Illinois. They were not significant amounts to the case, though. On Tuesday, October 16, 2021, Jelani was buried in Danville, Illinois. On the 22nd, which is a Monday of October, the Pantograph reported that Peru police chief asked the FBI about taking over the case, but they declined. So Billy Lolly, I think that's how you say his name, he is a veteran police officer who teaches criminal justice at Eureka College and also at Iowa State University. He was taking information from a famous case called Mississippi Burning Case of 1964, which is a case where the FBI actually took over the investigation from local law enforcement. The reason why they took over the investigation with little to no information on the whereabouts of these three people who had gone missing, they were civil rights activists. Okay. They took it over because it was a violation of the Civil Rights Act. Okay. So it makes sense why FBI was involved then. With little to no information. Mm-hmm. Where Jelani, you have quite a bit more information. Yes. Lolly continues and he states that the FBI is reluctant to take on a larger role in local cases. He stated that the evidence from the local authorities that either they aren't capable of handling the investigation or evidence of civil rights violations. He went on to say that they would prefer to play a complementary role. The common sense next step would be to take that information and turn it over to an agency that may have more resources available or may just have a fresh set of eyes to look at what's going on. He had also gone on to state that families generally assume the worst when police are unable to solve a loved one's death. That is his opinion. Coming back to Connor's report, uh, did Connor say how did he die? I'm not there yet. That's just the toxicology report. So usually toxicology comes back quicker than the autopsy results. Okay. So you're thinking like county coroner, it's not like TV where county coroners get through stuff a lot quicker. They can run toxicology and it goes to a different lab and then they get the Yeah, because all you have to do on that is do the blood test. But you might have other people that you have to do autopsies before him. Okay. On October 25th, 2021, it's a Monday, the LaSalle coroner stated Jelani's death was caused by drowning with no other evidence of trauma. Authorities still had no indication as to how Jelani ended up in the river. His mother, Carmen Bolden Day, had told an I-team reporter, Samantha Chapman, that she suspected foul play. Carmen also stated that it was she was insulted by the coroner's conclusion. Jelani was an avid swimmer, and an avid swimmer doesn't drown himself. She added, Jelani didn't have depression or mental issues. Those are indicative of somebody who had suicidal thoughts. That's not what he had. I was looking at the weather in Chicago in uh, around August. It says it's about 74 degrees. So an average swimmer 
should not be dying in those kind of conditions and they did, not, they did not say anything about hypothermia either so how did he just up and die that's why it's the circumstances you know are that they are that it's suspicious but you know they don't have enough evidence to go ahead and say that he was murdered or what happened they truly have no time frame from when he was last seen at the dispensary until they found his body what about the hundred and hundred hours of the video report that they, they were going through the hundred hours to find and trace his whereabouts doesn't mean that they found anything that shows what exactly happened okay so on november 11th 2021 that's a monday the LaSalle County found Day's cell phone. It was found by a man who actually pulled over on the side of his road to fix a mattress. And he found it and he turned it into the police. Mm-hmm. So after the LaSalle County Sheriff's Department got it, they went ahead and sent it over to the FBI to have them look for, through it. For, did they do the forensic search on the phone? I don't have any information on what the FBI turned up because active investigation okay Jelani's car wallet clothing body and phone had all been found in five separate locations the clothes and the wallet were all found within one mile of where Jelani's body was found each of these things were not together yeah I understand that which raises a question as to what happened that all of these things were separated? What What is the FBI and the local police department's theory? Or they don't they, have a theory. Are they even sharing? Like, They're not they, sh- nothing. Like, are they considering it a homicide? Are they considering it a suicide? Where are they heading to? There's no information about what they think this is going on with the case. They, a lot of this is we just don't have enough information. So what I'm speculating is, like, if they're not ruling it out as a suicide, they must think that there was a foul play involved. I'm going to backtrack a little bit to something else that's interesting that was brought up, but I can't find a whole lot of evidence, but I feel like it's important to mention. Okay. So, do you know who Reverend Jesse Jackson is? No, should I? It's it's fine if you don't know who he is. He's a huge advocate for... um, equal rights and all this other stuff oh. and he has something called the rainbow coalition they okay. go and they support people especially families of color that have experienced tragedy but reverend jesse jackson stated that jelani was with two white women the night before he disappeared he stated that these two women have hired lawyers i wasn't able to find any more on his on his statement but that was reported to by W Spy News. So it makes you wonder, like, why don't we have more information about that night before? If he was with two people and somebody knows about this, why hasn't anybody come forward? Why did these two get a lawyer? Obviously, those two got a lawyer to protect themselves, and you know, and you know. Normally people hire lawyers so they don't become the prime suspect in a case, which does not necessarily mean that they're guilty, but it also does not help solving the mystery around what happened to Jelani. Uh, yes, it is in, within their rights to do so, but it does not help 
you know, Jelani's cause. And, you know, a lot of the questions that the family have are unanswered. So on December 28, 2021, Omega Psi Phi fraternity, which was um, a fraternity that Jelani was a part of, offered $15,000 reward for information. Mm -hmm. The FBI had also offered $10,000 reward, Mm -hmm. to which Cameron Bolden Day, his mother, had stated the FBI is using the reward as a smokescreen, and the reward shows that the FBI believes that there was foul play involved, too. Bolden Day has stated since the FBI has announced the reward, They have not contacted her as of mid-December. She wonders, though, why the FBI has not taken over the case. I understand where family is coming from. If something happened to my loved one, I would want the best people to be involved. It is a very good question if they cannot handle the case. Why is FBI not taking over a person of color that's gone missing? I know that they already have a lot of caseload, but, you know, the whole jurisdiction is saying that we are having a hard time processing this case. So, you know, maybe send an agent or maybe a retired agent with a fresh set of eyes. Day's family has also offered $25,000 reward as well. Um, the information, what they're looking for is information on Day's final hours, um, ID of a new witness, or evidence. Um, Cameron. Bolden Day also stated in a city council meeting Yeah, um, that she felt that the Bloomington police did not do enough to look into the case. They didn't act enough and she felt like there was a lack of transparency. She said that it is the police's responsibility to enforce the law but also enhance lives and that they failed to do so and that her last contact with the chief of police was on October and she hasn't heard anything and they only contacted her twice. My thing about this case is it was Jelani was one bright kid. He was going places in life. He was he was in med school, obviously a bright student. He's a graduate, not med school yet still like a bright student to a point that teacher is concerned about you. Um, you know, recreational marijuana use, everybody kind of does it at our age. I, I generally think that th- there was foul play involved in this case, but that is just my speculative opinion. There is no way, you know, if he was just gonna end his life, he would not have thrown his stuff out like that there would not have been his license plate change. So somebody tried to conceal this or it was a pre-planned event, you know, like where they were like, hey, we're gonna change the number plates and we're gonna hide the, because like if I'm gonna end my life, why do I care who finds my car? Was that the license plate was removed. They still haven't found it. So, you know, but license plate removed kind of means they, they might have put on the fake plates on the car too. There were no fake plates on it, it was it, completely... So whoever was driving that car could have put fake plates on. It wasn't found with any other plates on it, it was just that the license plate was missing. Unlike in Nebraska where you have to have two plates on it, Illinois only requires you to have one, one plate on the back. I'm, 
I'm still disappointed in Illinois police, you know. Oh, for sure. Like, you should leave, let out the information, you know, if you have any more videos. His mom had stated that she wanted the, um, because the guy that owns the dispensary, he had given the information, like the surveillance in footage to the police and everything, uh-huh. but it wasn't released officially to the public, nor was the surveillance information released, and she had specifically stated that she doesn't understand why they don't release it to the public so the public can, you know... I would love to know, you know, if he was somebody at the dispensary, you know, or if somebody was stealing him at the dispensary. Like, these could be the information that can crack this case wide open, you know. We're finding out, you know, about the two women. I get it why, you know, if they have hired a lawyer, police doesn't want to name them as suspects. But, like, at the same time, we have to think about the victim. That is Jelani. And, you know... I just wish I could find more information about Reverend Jackson's statement, but I just, I couldn't find anything. If we do find something, though, that's more, you know, about Reverend Jackson or anything else... We'll go ahead and add that information in. We will also update the podcast um, if there was any more update in this case. Please do reach out to any of the following information about Jelani. Reach out to FBI if you have any information about his final whereabouts. Even if it's just a hunch or a tip, sometimes that's all it takes to crack the case open. And the number to reach out for the FBI is 800-FBI, call FBI, which is not a full number, but... I can only imagine the loss that Jelani's mom is feeling right now, to lose a bright young kid in the prime and not having the answers. I hope our podcast can uh, help help crack this case open. So please reach out to to those information. And that would be the Peru Police, the Bloomington Police, the LaSalle County Sheriff's, the State Police, the Attorney General of Illinois, or even the um, Chicago Division of the FBI. It would also mean a lot, you know, if we can call the police department and, you know, demand for justice, because at the end of the day, that is a young man that died in vain. He deserves justice. His family deserves justice. His family deserves the answers. Whatever the answers might be, he will never come back. At least they can have peace knowing what happened. I'm genuinely sad. Like, that, you know, imagine a mother losing a child and the pain he's going she's going through three different autopsies of that but there were three different autopsies one by the LaSalle County coroner and then another one by a like a private one that the family had and then there was a third one I didn't get a whole lot of information on the third one but they had also the father had hired a private investigator too did private investigator or the new autopsies um, did they derive any conclusion? And did they? They didn't add a whole lot of information to it. It mm-hmm. just still everything surrounded because there's no evidence that he struggled. So it doesn't 
help them a whole lot. But I think a lot of the reason was that um, Carmen wanted answers and she didn't feel like the coroner for LaSalle was going to give her any answers. I also want to say for the record, we do not we do not want to interfere with it, their investigation. I know there's a proper procedure to go about this. But I also want the justice for the young man. And whatever happens, we will always look for the justice and we will try to be the voice of the people. So Jelani was a very bright man with a whole future ahead of him. He wanted to be a doctor. He wanted to help people. His life was abruptly cut and cut short in mid-twenties to say in the to say nonetheless. We need answers why his car was an hour away from where it was last seen, why his wallet and cell phones were in different places. What were what were they able to find on his phone that could help us understand the events leaving the dispensary to when he was found near uh, near the river or was it in the river? I think it was in the river. Another thing, what were the results of forensic on all these cell phone and wallets? We cannot bring Jelani back, but his memory and impact on his peers should be honored. Johnny's death should deserve more attention and a thorough investigation just like any other victim. He and many others are forgotten by media and law enforcement. We hope to do justice to Jelani's memory and we ask for you to please reach out if you have any information regarding the case. His loved ones, his loved ones deserve the truth. They deserve answers. So do we all. It is really hard for me to talk about Jelani because I see a lot of myself in him. So in the end, please help us solve this. This is going to conclude our podcast for this week. We'll see you guys in the next chapter.